Okay, a couple more days to go. And it's going to be Yom Kippur Mitz Hashem. I'd like to put into perspective, one perspective anyway, this, what's so special about Yom Kippur. The Minig, one of the many, many Minhogim that come along with big days like Yom Kippur, it's already brought down in Rishonim, and in some shuls, they give Malkus. It's not real Malkus, but it's like Mak Malkus. You know, a person will bend over, and there'll be somebody over there that'll give, as if Malkus. Like I said, this minute already has a Makor and Rishonim. I believe that in uh, Chabad they still practice it. In one of the places where it's brought down in the Kolboy, the Kolboy says that if you didn't do it on the Erev Yom Kippur, you shouldn't do it on Yom Kippur. So what's that all about? You could do it on Erev Yom Kippur, not on Yom Kippur. So I wanted to explain many, many years ago with the aid of a piece of Maral, a fascinating piece actually, that the Maral explains we know we have a din in the Torah of Abon Yakenu. When a person is high in Malchus, is obligated in Malchus, he has to Be beat, he, he, his sentence is that he's going to be beaten 40 times. Came along Chazal, and Chazal say, no, you don't have to beat him 40 times, you have to beat him 39 times. Abayim chaserachas. They dash in the pasuk. As a result of this Chazal, There's a Gemara in Makkah that the Gemara says over there, How foolish are those people, the Kaimei Mekamei Sefer Torah, that they stand up for a Sefer Torah, but they don't stand up for a Gavar Because the Torah said, The Sefer Torah says, and the Talmud Chacham, Chazal, they said 39, and we do what the Chazal say. So it seems that Chazal are no less warranting covered than the Sefer Torah. There's actually a fascinating morale on that Gemara, that the morale says, you see from this, that Chazal are not a pirush of Torah. If there would be a commentary of the Torah, there's no way in the world that the commentary could, that any commentary could come up with 40 being 39. No way. But the Torah, but the Pshad is, the Maral says that Chazal are the Torah itself. And only the Torah itself could say that what it says in the Torah is 39. But that's a parenthetical statement. 
what I'm more interested in is a different piece of morale. And how truly could Chazal come along and say, okay, they have a Joshua, very nice. But it says in the Torah 40. If it says in the Torah 40, how could they take 40 and turn it into 39? How do they do that? So on this, Maral explains as follows. Why is it that we have to, that a person receives Malchus 40 to begin with? So we know that Chazal have taught us that Yitzhiyah Sevlad takes 40 days. When a Kaddish Baruch who creates an embryo after conception to the Yitzhiyah, the Vlad, 40 days passes. So he says as follows. 39 days, Kaddish Baruch is Miyatzer, the goof of Vlad. He creates and he makes the goof of the Vlad itself. When it comes already the 40th day, that's the day that Kaddish Baruch who blows in the Neshama into that fetus. So when we try to judge a person as to who did this Avera, who transgressed this uh, particular sin. So Lemaisa, the human being, is comprised both of a Gurfan and a Shavu, and together they did the Avera. So the sentencing is that they need to be beaten 40 times, connected the days of Yetzirah Savlat. So we go and we beat the guy one time, two times, three times, four times for the fourth day, five times for the fifth day, six times for the sixth day. After 39 times, we beat him 39 days. Now we have to beat him for the 40th day, for the day that Hashem put him in the Shammah. No, but the Neshama doesn't sin. So the Bitsua, the actual bringing out of the punishment, we don't have to punish the Neshama. So in the sentencing, we sentence the Neshama because the Neshama and the Guf are part and parcel one. But in the actual bringing out the punishment, once we reach the 40th day, so it would be just punishing the Neshama. There's no purpose in that. So that's why Chazal took that off. We have the 40-day period that starts with and ends on Yom Kippur. Taisus and Baba Kama says, why, why do we read the Torah Mondays and Thursdays? Okay, we know that we have to read the Torah every three days, but why does it have to be the combination of Mondays and Thursdays? So Taisus says, because Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the Shredish and he came down on Yom Kippur. When he went up, it was a Thursday, but he came down, it was a Monday. So these 40 days are a, a unit of tshuva, of a certain. It begins at Ashkhaidish, it ends on Yom Kippur. 40 days. Again, Meshach Vega went up 40 days to receive the Torah. And that's again the Yitzhak Savlad. When we do Malchus and Erev Yom Kippur, it's on the 39th day. So you do Malchus, 39 Malchus. But on Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is the day of the Neshama. Yom Kippur 
the neshama never sins. So we made on your kippah, you don't give malchus. That's how I understand pshat in the kolbun. You give malchus an erev yom kippah. If you didn't give an erev yom kippah, don't give an yom kippah. The neshama doesn't sin, and the neshama didn't sin. Yom kippah is the day of the neshama. When a person goes to the mikveh on erev yom kippah, as is the minig, as is a chiyuv, an alocha. So Ptaldik says that when a person submerges himself in the water, he puts himself in a position that he ceases to exist. He can't exist in water, submerged in water. So when he comes out, he has to come out a new person. It's got to be a new, a new existence. So too, when on Yom Kippur, we refrain from the five Inuyim, eating, drinking, anointing, washing, shoes, marital relations. These are all things that a person cannot go without. So when he comes out, after Yom Kippur, he's got to come out a new person. But more than that, on the five, with these Inuyim, so he strips himself of the physicality. He takes off his shoes. He doesn't eat, he doesn't drink. Not that he doesn't eat and doesn't drink, but like the Rizal says, he eats and he drinks, but from a much, much higher place. He doesn't eat the nonsense food. He eats okay. He gets nourishment from a place from a place above. He takes off his shoes. The shoes says in Svamadashim that the shoes hold the bottom part of our bodies. So just like the shoes hold the bottom part of our bodies, so too our bodies hold the bottom part of our neshama. So our body is really like, our guf is really like a shoe to the neshama. That's why HaKadosh said to Maisha Rabbeinu, Shalna Alecha Me'al Raglecha. Take your shoes off when he spoke to him at the burning bush. HaKadosh Baruch told us all to take our shoes off on Yom Kippur. Strip yourself of physicality because today is the day of the neshama. That's why you'll notice in the Magza before Yom Kippur, before Ne'ilah and Yom Kippur, there's a big, big piyut. It's called Borochi Nafshi Hashem. After five, after an entire day of no physical pleasures, so all that's left is the Neshama. Borochi Nafshi Hashem. This is an opportunity that we have to get in touch with our Neshama. And uh, I don't know exactly how Moshe Rabbeinu went 40 days and 40 nights without eating or drinking. But, you know, there's some people that they don't give their, they don't give them their spiritual being any sustenance for 40 days and 40 nights, but they manage with their physical being alone. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't give anything to his physical being, and he managed on his spiritual sustenance alone. 
we can't pull off such tricks. But it's certainly very, very special when for one day, one day, one special day, we're able to pull ourselves away from all the physical influences that we partake in an entire year and one day, one day, one special day get in touch with Anishama Kodesh should help that we should all be Zaycha that should be Mekuyim by Yosbochi Nafshi Yes Hashem Anishama should come to its fullest potential on Yom Kippur and be able to bless HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to feel His closeness. The Gemara has seen the to all.